Hello, it is Wednesday, June 17th. Time for another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. My name is Trent Reinsmith. I am your host. Do most of my writing um, for Bloody Elbow. And uh, occasionally, Come On Now MMA newsletter. Trying to get more stuff out on the newsletter, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, time for the newest, latest Come On Now MMA podcast. And I want to start off discussing um, Gray Maynard's interview with Sherdog. He had some good things to say. Um, and I want to want to comment on some of the things he spoke about. Um, Maynard is one of the fighters who is speaking up, uh, being pretty vocal about the uh, how he was paid when he was fighting for the UFC, um, and he did compete in some UFC title fights, so he knows uh, what of what he speaks. So. Here is Gray Maynard um, speaking to Sherdog. And speaking of that, in, you know, in in an interview you did with you did with the Body Lock, you talk about how you were only guaranteed, I think, twenty six thousand for your second fight with Frankie, which my is first, just the oh, first one. Yeah, my 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 second my second with Edgar, my first title fight. Okay, so you, which yeah. it's still nuts. If we're title fight headliner, yeah. you know, yeah. you hear so many times about undisclosed payouts and the UFC handing right. out random checks after events, aside from the performance bonuses. And, you know, with Dana White claiming he's making millionaires all, all the time, how much did you ever see of stuff like that? And did you ever get some of that undisclosed extra money when you were there? Yeah, you get the undisclosed extra money because, um, you know, if you don't get that, like, it's almost robbery, right? It's yeah. it's basically yeah. 26 and 26. They have to do that just to keep people, like, afloat. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, it, like, I would have lost my mind if I didn't get in, you know, undisclosed. And What were and the amounts for, like? Was, like, 5,000, so, 10,000? No, no, no. So if it's a title fight, they gave us 100 grand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's a hundred grand, you know, it's that, it's that point, but like, it all depends on who it is and, and where you're at in your contract. Uh, Mm. so it was a hundred grand is pretty standard, um, bonus if you, cause what they do is they don't want to be guaranteed. They don't want to have to guarantee you money, right? They don't want to have to guarantee you that a hundred grand every time. Exactly. So yeah. it's an undisclosed bonus that keeps you a little bit happy, like, oh, at least I can get by, you know, for however long. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, talks about, um, you know, ah, that's that's a big chunk of change. And, well, there's a lot of money coming in off that. I was yeah. pay-per-view main event, you know. And so... Like it, it usually worked if you're fighting for a title, pay-per-view, main event. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure, I'm not positive, but every that's kind of a standard like like bonus, you know, and um, it can go way beyond that for, uh, you know, people. And um, but 
everything else, you know, it might be 20 grand, it might be 30 grand, it might be, but, but their whole idea of that is they don't get locked into a contract like we get yeah. locked in. They lock us low and keep us happy just to keep us signing the contracts, but they, they never get locked in. So people are going to hear this and they're going to think, oh, 100 grand, that's great. But the reality is that 100 grand was, is not, was never guaranteed. It was never promised to anyone. They kind of keep you hanging on, on hope there. And I know for a fact that a few years after this, the, the locker room bonuses, as they are called, they kind of slowed. Um, I spoke to a fighter who told me that he never knew if he were going to get one or not. And near the, uh, the, the later years of the Zufa run, they just kind of dwindled away. And this is someone who I would think would have uh, earned a lot of locker room bonuses because they were a person who has racked up a lot of finishes and has a lot of um, fight night bonus awards too. So probably someone who knows what they're talking about. Anyway, yeah. So um, as Gray said here, he's getting 26 and 26 to fight Frankie Edgar in a title fight, but then getting a bonus of 100 for that fight. Okay, that's cool, I guess. But his contract stays at 26 and 26. It doesn't... It doesn't go up. So the 100's great, you know? But it's like I said, it's not guaranteed and you are not and you don't know if you're going to get it or not. You're just more or less hoping that they'll give it to you. You want a bigger contract. You want a guarantee. You know, what would you rather have? A, a guarantee of 126,000? Or... 26,000 and we might give you a hundred we might give you 50 we might give you 20 or there's the chance that we might give you a zero so that's the uh that's the trick there and so uh, if your contract never builds up because you don't get a big big amount in your contract you don't really win and then when the the bonuses go away you're, you're stuck and now you have no real argument because everything was off the books and hush hush. So it's a it's an ingenious plan because it's a dirty plan and it it, it gives the UFC all the advantage. Uh, so yeah, fighters want to get their money ahead and and ahead of time and don't rely on bonuses. And from what I understand. Back before the purchase, they were back before Zufa sold. They were dying out. I would, I'm gonna imagine that they're probably all but gone now, considering what Endeavor is going through. But great plan, did nothing for the fighters long term. Kept the UFC in a good position to um, keep the keep the salaries low. You know, yeah, I saw that, we're yeah. not guaranteed money. And, um, and, you know, this shouldn't be a tip game. You know, this shouldn't be a bonus game. There should be guaranteed money. You should walk to the cage and know what you're making. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I really don't believe in win and show because 
either way, they're getting that fight and they have it, you know, forever, you know, and they can replay it and whatever. I shouldn't have to go home after a loss, beat up and cut up, gave them a fight, you know, and have half my paycheck. This is um, something that more fighters need to fight for, and that is getting guaranteed money. The uh, the days of the the winning show are should be done. The myth that fighters will try harder to get a finish with a with a win in a show uh, payout is a creation of the of the UFC. It, it's never been true. No fighter is going to go out there and 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 dog it while another person's trying to take their head off. It's just not going to happen. Um, you can have bad performances. That'll happen, um, but it's not due to lack of trying. So any fighter that can should should get guaranteed money. It's easier to plan around. Um, you know, you 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 know what you're gonna make. Um, you know that's not up to the whims of a referee or a or a judge. So you get a guaranteed pay, hundred percent. If you can make that happen, make it happen. Um, because the myth of the winning show, that that needs to go away. And everybody just knows the game, but, you know, I think my biggest part and everybody's biggest part right now is just um, helping everybody else, all the mm. fighters, understand that, that, that we have to get the information out there, you know, to help other people, if if yeah. it just helps one one guy to not get like stuck in a long contract to 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 renegotiate better, you know that's that's good. That's a positive. You know, um, you know I don't want to turn this into like you know um, um, you know telling stories just to tell stories. It's about the yeah. information. It's about getting it out there. It's about helping the guys who are locked in contracts. It's about helping the guys coming up, you know, that need to understand, like, like, I still hear people say, like, oh, we got a great relationship with the UFC. The UFC loves me. There's nothing farther from the truth, right? Mm. They, it's, it's, it's purely based on money, and you have to get as much money as you can out of this game while you can, you know. Mm. This uh, that last that last section is the best advice that a fighter can can accept. Get the money you can and get out while you can. Don't get stuck in a long deal that drags on and don't don't believe the promises that once you get to a title or get to the to the top 10 that's when you're going to make your money don't believe any of that get your money as early as you can get a good contract get a good manager get a good lawyer and just keep on pushing for short deals that you can make make more money on don't don't let the ufc lock you into this long deal and then say you get injured and an eight fight deal turns into a 12 fight deal because you've turned down fights and that extends your contract that 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 can't 
that can happen. Don't let that happen. So get as short a deal as you can uh, with as much money as you can and make sure you, uh, you, you speak to fighters who've been down this road um, and just get as much good advice as you can and try your best to get in and out because this sport's uh, an unforgiving one. And if you believe what the UFC tells you, odds are you're going to get stuck in a contract that's not too lucrative. And then you'll, you'll, you'll never be able to get out of it and you'll never be able to move on with your life and you'll be fighting for, for peanuts for a long time. We've seen it happen. So listen to the guys that have been down this road. Yes, the money is better now, but it's still not good. It's still not generational wealth. Um, and you know that the UFC could pay generational wealth because the, the split is so poor in, in, on the fighter's side. So the money's there. The money is there. Make them give it to the fighters. So listen to these guys that have been down the road. Listen to these guys that got ripped off. They know They know what they're talking about, and uh, they can help you. They really can help folks out if you, if, if you take their advice. The next section here is, is Cub Swanson. Um, been with the UFC for a long time. He has some things to say about pay. And the quote-unquote generosity of the UFC that I want to discuss. And so, here's what uh, Cub Swanson had to say to MMA Junkie Radio. And then I saw Masvidal speak out against, you know, speak up against the fighter pay. that He'd like to get paid more, which, you know, everybody would. So, all I, could, all I really want to say on that is that you know, in other professional sports, there's a big split, 50-50 roughly, depending on the sport and everything. And obviously, they work their way up to that. So I think if if the UFC is profiting this much, I think, you know, we, we come to terms on like a 25%, 30% and work our way up. And I, I think that's beyond reasonable. So, uh you know, we, <laughs> at the same time, it's, it, it becomes difficult because the UFC does really generous things. You know, they paid for my surgery. They took care of everything. They made sure I went to a great doctor. So I, I'm, I'm not going to bash them. They've been amazing to me. But just if I'm going to think about longevity, um, when I retire, I want to make sure that I have something, you know. And I've been fortunate enough to have good people around me that have made smart investments and I'll be okay, you know, but I'm not a millionaire, you know? So, uh, I, I think there's a lot of room for growth and, uh, I'd like to see that happen. Again, this, uh, goes to show something that we've, I've discussed and, and other folks have discussed as well. Back in Gray Maynard's day, we didn't know the split between the UFC and the, and the fighters. We didn't know that it was 80% UFC, 20% or less to the fighters. But we know that now because of the antitrust lawsuit and the information that came out in that lawsuit. We know the facts of the split. And we also know that 
um, leagues, professional sporting leagues that have unions and, and players associations get closer to a 50-50 split. And I think um, that now that the information's out, say you, you, you go from that 80-20 to a 70-30 as a, as a jump because the information's out there. Not ideal, not even close to ideal, but it's an incremental improvement. And then you can work from there. If the UFC was smart, it would do this without engaging uh, an association. I, I think if the UFC said, starting January 1, 2021, we're going to move the split to 70-30. And I think that would make fighters happy. And I think almost all of this talk of low fighter pay would, would, would disappear quickly. Now, is it, would it reappear if the 70-30 stays that way for a long time? Sure. So then the UFC has to think of a way to keep moving the, the uh, split up a little bit in smaller incremental ways year over year. That's not going to happen because WEIMG bought the UFC with the idea that the split would stay where it was. And that way they can recoup their, their purchase money much quicker. And because they don't really care about paying the fighters. They just want it. This is a business. And, and for them, the, uh, the ultimate goal of that business is to extract as much profit as possible. That's just what capital, capitalism is. So I, I, that's not going to change. But, you know, the fighters know the split. And they know it has to improve. What I don't like about this interview is where Swanson says that the UFC has been generous by paying for his surgeries and, and whatnot. I mean, if a fighter gets hurt uh, competing for the UFC, they, the UFC should pay for his surgeries. Now, I know that Swanson got hurt in a jiu-jitsu uh, match, matchup, but that was on UFC Fight Pass. I believe, and if that is is the case, then it's a little that's a little uh, weird there. But then, yeah, they should pay. But say, you know, take Anderson Silver for an example. When he when he when when his leg broke, of course the UFC should pay for that surgery. That's not being generous. That's the least they can do. You got hurt making money for the UFC much more money for them than you're getting paying for surgery is should be expected it shouldn't be looked upon as being generous so these things things like that the fighters need to need to uh, get out of their heads this meal service thing that's being paid for by the UFC fighters anyway Anything the UFC gives these fighters is, is, is what they've earned for the UFC. The money is generated by the fighters, not by the UFC. The fighters generate the money. So don't, don't look at it like that. Look at it as in the UFC is giving you what you earned for them back. Keep that in mind.
all this money is generated by the fighters, not by the UFC. Don't don't fighters should never forget that, and fans shouldn't forget that either. Fans should always. I don't understand fans that support the uh, the the corporate overlords here. Makes no sense. They're risking at this point. They're risking nothing, and reaping all the rewards. It, that should not be. Moving on, I want to talk a little bit about uh, an interview that Ray Longo did with MMA Junkie Radio about Aljamain Sterling. And especially this one quote, let me find it. Um, here. Uh, I wouldn't sign a contract unless it's for a title. I mean... He earned it, he deserves it, he works hard, and that's what it's all about. So but that's briefly um, Ray Longo's take on where Aljamain Sterling sits. So we have Peter Peter Yan and Jose Aldo fighting for the uh, vacant bantamweight title on July 11th. And then the expectation and what UFC President Dana White said is that Sterling was going to get the next title shot. And I wholeheartedly agree that he should get it. I think he should have got the opportunity to fight for the title instead of Aldo. Um, but the UFC seems to think that Aldo is uh, worthy and a draw, even though he is 0-1 in the division. And so I think I think Ray Longo is correct here. Um, a Sterling needs to get a guaranteed title fight or not or not sign a, a deal. I mean if he's if his deal is up and he has the opportunity to go free agency or fight for the UFC, then he 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 needs to demand a title fight or he should or he should walk. He's at the height of his earning power. And he should get what he deserves. And if the UFC is not going to give that to him, uh, see what other offers are out there. I'm sure he can get a decent amount from someone else. Uh, maybe not right now with all with the shutdown, but certainly um, when everything gets reopened, uh, Sterling can can work out a deal for himself that that uh, is profitable for sure. So yeah, I think he's in a position where he can demand a title fight and. Uh, he deserves it, and he should get what he deserves, and he should get paid well for that. The other day I was talking about that I didn't think fighters should be cut at this time, and then I saw that it might be happening, actually, and I'm, I'm kind of torn. I, 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 the more I think about it, it I don't know. I still kind of believe that fighters... The UFC shouldn't release anyone right now. Um, and I think it kind of benefits them too if they don't release anyone right now. Especially fighters that have just competed. Um, so we don't know how long this the COVID-19 situation is going to play out. We know there's not a, a vaccine. And we know that I saw today 21 states are having... Um, rising numbers of cases, 21 states are kind of holding, I think it was 21 other states are kind of uh, 
holding steady or falling, but definitely the the, the I think the numbers are increasing, and I think they're going to continue to increase because people are uh, are not following the, the proper protocol because it's died out in the news. Everyone thinks it's gone, but no vaccine, it's not gone, it, and it's going to come surging back, I believe. So if the UFC doesn't release these fighters, even if they are on a four-fight losing streak, three or four-fight losing streak, they're there for the UFC to to, to slot them in if they need them, um, especially, like I said, at folks who have, who have recently competed. You know probably that, that you can count on them to 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 want to pick up a paycheck, especially if they know that they uh, they're probably going to get cut when when things sort themselves out here. So leave them on. I would say leave them on the roster because it benefits you. I think that a fighter in that situation is going to be anxious to compete, and um, while they might not have name recognition, they're uh, there's someone that can help fill out a card where you might be having difficulty filling out a card on short notice. Um, I hate to see fighters take short notice fights, but if the option is not get paid and just sit around and wait to get released by the promotion, well then you 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 take that paycheck. So um, I think uh, keep this keep these folks around, um, and then when things sort themselves out, then release them. But try and give them fights, or, or because even if you release somebody now, the odds of them picking up, um, getting picked up by another promotion are pretty much none. Especially since you know there's nobody competing, no other fighters, no other uh, promotions competing right now. So it's I know it. I mean, really, if you keep them on, it's not like you're paying them to sit around. They only get paid if they fight. So. Keep them around for uh, for when you need them, and and slot them in to build up a card when 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 you can. I think that makes good business sense for everybody. I, I'm not counting on it happening, but those are my thoughts on the on the subject. Getting a, a little closer to the, the to the thirty minute mark here, and I'm gonna wrap it up for tonight. I think the other things I wanted to talk about would drag on past thirty minutes, so. I always try and keep it in that in that range if I can, especially since what I want to talk about is kind of evergreen anyway, and it's it's not going to be a, um, anything that needs to get discussed tonight. So I'm going to wrap it up here, and I will be back tomorrow. Stay safe.